You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, Tim McMaster here along with Anthony DiComo, our MLB.com Mets reporter. Baseball games are being played in Florida, and it's obviously an exciting time of year. The Mets off and running with Grapefruit League action down in Port St. Lucie, and just a, a couple days after they started playing games, Anthony, Tebow Mania is back as Tim Tebow arrives at spring training, uh, has a full press conference Upon arriving, maybe the most fanfare ever for a guy who will probably spend a good amount of the year in Port St. Lucie playing down there for that team. Uh, But he also put on a display in batting practice, I guess. Nine home runs in BP. What's it been like with Tebow's arrival in Port St. Lucie? Yeah, you know, I don't know if Tebow mania is the uh, phrase or the word I would use, uh, frankly, because it, it wasn't like a scene like when Tim Tebow came to the Jets. It wasn't even a scene... Like you see the first day of pitchers and catchers annually down here in Port St. Lucie, it was much quieter than that. It was much more subdued. And, and yes, there were fans there and there were photographers and there were people craning their necks to see what he might do, but it wasn't outlandish by any means. It was mostly just a guy, uh, to his credit, coming in and spending his day, first day in camp and doing his work. And since that day, he's done it every day. And I think that's kind of... Uh, reassuring to those who see this as a publicity stunt or, or whatever they really he, he's he's yes he had a press conference but that was because we all wanted to talk to him uh, he, he's very much a guy who just uh, kind of wants to go in and get better at baseball and, and i think there's a lot of doubters certainly and there should be about his ability to ultimately make it to the next level and to play in the big leagues which i'm sure is his absolute goal um and, and frankly he probably never will but he is putting the work in, and he uh, seems to be going about it the right way. And, yes, nine batting practice home runs is a very nice start. If this guy has one tool, uh, it is power, and it is clear, and it is apparent. And he can certainly mash batting practice fastballs. Now, the first time someone breaks off an 87-mile-per-hour slider, we'll see. But for now, it's a fun story, and it uh, you know, breaks up the monotony of what this year is a very, very long Mets camp uh, with many of the same players we've all seen before. So it's a fun story, um, and it was neat to see him go and do that. And we're just going to have to wait and see where it goes from here. Yeah, with Yoenis Cespedes uh, not showing up every day in a different car like he did last year, you need something kind of different to be covering other than baseball down in spring training. All right, not all good news for the Mets. Uh, David Wright, an injury, that's obviously nothing new, but it's a shoulder impingement. He's unlikely to be ready for opening day, or I guess pretty much no chance of him being ready for opening day. But I guess the good news of this, Anthony, is it sounds like it's directly related to the surgery he had on his neck. And not all that surprising that something like this would come about, and it should be something that he can overcome. Well, I mean, it seems bad to say, but it's not all that surprising that we're talking about David Wright uh, with an injury at this point in the year because, uh, frankly, he hasn't been healthy for uh, about half a decade now. Uh, He's played 75 games combined the last two years, and the two years before that, he also missed significant time with various injuries. So uh, I, certainly, no, I would not call this surprising, but I, I think it is good news that David Wright got, uh, that there's nothing 
quote unquote structurally wrong with his shoulder. That means no muscle tears, no ligament tears, anything like that. This is an impingement, which is a fancy way to say there's just a lot of weakness in there um, and it's causing various things to rub up against other various things that shouldn't be happening. Um, you know, for David Wright, uh, what the Mets believe is that rehabbing from that neck surgery, he just never got the full strength back in his shoulder that he needs to be able to throw a baseball with any sort of velocity. So that's what he's working on now. He's going to be strengthening that shoulder. And the goal is that probably by the end of March, he'll be able to get back to defensive drills with his usual zip with what you would expect from a major league third baseman. Now, uh, we've been down this path before, and no one knows for sure if David Wright is going to be able to do it. Uh, all we know now is that opening day seems very, very, very unlikely for him. I mean, Jose Reyes will be the Mets opening day third baseman. I mean, someone like T.J. Rivera or possibly Ty Kelly uh, will make the roster, whereas they otherwise would not have. So not a good situation for the Mets, certainly. And when you look at the greater body of, of what's happened to David Wright over the past five years, it becomes all the more concerning. Um, but in terms of good news, bad news, whatever you want to call it, uh, things certainly could have been worse. All right, let's talk about some better news for the Mets. And one thing is Travis Darno getting off to a good start in games. And obviously he's going to be a real key to this team in 2017 and a guy that the team's going to depend a lot upon because, let's face it, they, they could have gone out and made a change at catcher. They went with Darno. We've talked about that multiple times here on the podcast. So it's got to be encouraging when he comes out and looks good at the plate right away in spring training. Yeah, and he's taken a lot of the noise out of his swing. He's quieted his mechanics very much so. It's very apparent uh, if you watch his swing and what it looks like now compared to even what it looked like in September. Uh, and look, it, it's been less than a week of spring training games, and uh, it, it's very easy to be sucked into the, well, you know, mechanics are better story, best shape of his life. We hear that all the time in spring training and blah, blah, blah. So uh, it, it's going to be incumbent on Travis Darno to continue doing this all spring and to continue doing it, uh, especially once the regular season games begin in April. But this is a good start. I mean, it's certainly a vindication for Travis Darno that what he's doing mechanically is working. Um, you know, getting off the start he, he has is certainly better than having it over at this point in spring. So uh, I think the Mets are very encouraged by what they've seen from Travis Darno. And the other part of the equation, which we haven't really seen this spring, is, is his defense, his throwing in particular. Um, you know, Mets people see him as a very, very good pitch framer, as a guy who's getting better at calling games, but that throwing, that footwork, getting base runners out was a huge issue for him last year. And, uh, you know, frankly, the Mets aren't going to be able to start Rene Rivera every time Noah Syndergaard, for example, takes the mound and has his issues with holding on base runners. So uh, Travis Darno needs to improve. Uh, we need to see that throughout the spring. I'm, I'm eager to see uh, some base runners test him this spring in, in Grapefruit League games and see where his arm is at because uh, that was a key focal point for Travis Darno coming into spring training, and uh, it's going to be a key for him throughout the year. We've seen Matt Harvey, Jacob deGrom, Noah Syndergaard. We've seen their mustaches this spring and <laughs> different levels of terribleness as far as those mustaches go, but we haven't seen any of them take the mound yet as far as spring training games. When will that start to happen with the with the big guns getting starts? Yeah, the rollout begins this weekend, March 3rd. is the first time you're going to see Noah Syndergaard on the mound. And, and from there, it goes to Jacob deGrom and Matt Harvey and Stephen Matz. And tentatively, uh, if all goes well with his bullpen sessions the next week, you will see Zach Wheeler make his first uh, game action, really, 
in over two years on March 10th against the Braves. So uh, it's an exciting time for the Mets. They wanted to keep these guys pushed back a little bit, just not to avoid overworking them. Um, obviously, that has been a point of emphasis throughout camp for the Mets. Uh, they do not want these guys to overexert themselves, to throw too many pitches. Even you know during defensive drills, these guys are holding back from throwing. Uh, they're not playing catch as much. And it's all designed with an eye towards having them be healthy for a full summer this year. Um, we, we've talked about this so many times. This is a team that is built around starting pitching. If the starting pitching is not healthy, then everything kind of falls apart around it. So uh, that's why the Mets push these guys back, and it's going to be a fun week to see them all back-to-back-to-back-to-back like that. Uh, March 3rd, it all begins. Noah Syndergaard and uh, goes from there. You mentioned Wheeler, and obviously he's one of the guys involved in a battle for the fifth starters role. Seth Lugo's another guy in that, and because I guess because he's going to pitch for Puerto Rico in the World Baseball Classic, he's already got two starts under his belt, um, already 2-0 and on the spring, not that anyone cares about that, but three shutout innings on Tuesday. Obviously, that's a great start for a guy who wants a spot in that rotation. Yeah, he's making some noise, and you better believe when he goes down there, Uh, opening up, pitching game one for Puerto Rico, by the way, against Venezuela, a very, very good Venezuelan lineup, one of the best in the entire tournament. Um, You better believe the Mets, uh, you know, the Mets types who are evaluating this competition are going to be watching him, going to be looking to see how he fares against elite competition like that. Um, He's very much involved in this thing. Robert Gastelman is very much involved in this thing and, and frankly may have a leg up just because of how well he performed down the stretch last season. And, of course, Zach Wheeler, if healthy, is maybe the favorite in the clubhouse to win that job. Uh, it's a very intriguing competition, and it's intriguing for another reason as well, because the Mets can't just have all three of these guys make the team, even though they probably all deserve to. Uh, they need to protect themselves in the event of injury. They need to keep someone stretched out in the minor leagues at AAA Las Vegas. And uh, it's very possible that Seth Lugo winds up being that guy. Um, it would be a shame because, clearly, uh, he has pitched his way into the big leagues and probably deserves to be in the big leagues right now. But there's a decent chance that he's not through no fault of his own just because the Mets do need that depth. And and we all know they're not going to be using five starters this summer. They're probably going to be using eight or nine or ten starters this summer. And uh, whoever goes down there to AAA, whether it's Lugo, Gesellman, or even Wheeler, uh, is going to be up sooner rather than later. All right, one last thing to touch on with you, Anthony, and we're talking to all the beat writers now that you're back at spring training and kind of starting that long journey of the season over the next seven months or so where you're going to be on the road a lot. So we're looking for some perspective on life on the road because obviously you've been at it for, for a number of years now with the Mets. Do you have any great stories or favorite stories, family stories, I guess, that, that can be shared here on the podcast um, <laughs> as far as your life on the road? And just maybe a funny story or two that, that sticks out to you. I'll, g- I'll give you a story. Uh, in, in 2014, I went a- after the season, actually. Um, I went to Japan to cover the uh, All-Star Series that the Major League was putting on, and they played the Japanese All-Star teams and a couple of other teams over there, a bit of a barnstorming type of tour and there was one Mets player who made the trip it was Lucas Duda who kind of has a reputation for being um you know quiet and reserved but I convinced Lucas to come have have dinner with me have sushi and uh we had a great conversation and he opened up about a lot of things and uh but the thing that stood out is just how much sushi that man can eat which I guess is not surprising uh, but I couldn't keep up so that was uh that was fun and um 
yeah, you know, anytime you can see a player outside of his element, outside of the ballpark, you, you just get a different perspective on who they are and on what they really like as human beings. And I, I think they would say the same about, about reporters. We're not all evil. <laughs> Did you uh, pick up the tab, or was that a split-bill situation? Um, I, I think, you know... If you ask him, he'll probably say he picked it up, but I'm going to say that I did. I honestly can't remember. Well, let's, let's say I did. That's, That's fair. And either way, you should, be, word. Yeah. you should be expensing that anyway, so it's all good. Exactly. All right. Great stuff, Anthony. Uh, we will keep things locked in here the next month uh, as far as spring training goes, and we are leading up to opening day 2017. Uh, for Anthony Tacoma, I'm Tim McMaster. Thanks for tuning in to MLB.com Extras, our Mets edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.